Warning, the Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. It's simple, really. You either want to grow in virtue and holiness, or you want to be a sissy whiny baby. If you choose to move forward, grab your whiskey glass, because the Catholic Man Show is starting right now. Listen, if I was president, which I'm, I'm not on the ballot, but if I was president, the very first thing I would do, I would take two days off the calendar year, add one at basically one hour to Sunday mornings every week, because this week, having an extra hour getting the kids ready for Holy Mass was just delicious, amazing. Mm. Mm. And I don't see why we couldn't just take two days, basically off the calendar year, add an hour just to Sunday. Yeah. Each each week, it would just be so nice. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea, and I also think that you drastically misunderstand the powers of the presidency, <laughs> like fundamentally, <laughs> on all accounts. Right. Like basically, at the deepest level, you 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 you. you <laughs> You don't you don't get it. Well, all I have to say is that I was so thankful to have an extra hour getting ready for Holy Mass this morning. I saw another meme that had a different take on it. it said, I don't want to turn my clock back. I don't want 2020 to, to last a single hour longer than it has to. <laughs> like like 2021 you know isn't going to be But you know what? I don't I don't feel that way. You know, there's a lot of people out there who are like, This is the worst year ever. And I'm just over here loving it. Working from home. Yeah, you're living it up. Yeah. Like, I think it's great. It's a great year. Well, welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Raise your glass. I'm Adam Minahan, sitting here with David Niles. We got Juan on the buttons. Look at the, if you go, if you haven't been so on YouTube in a while, man, like, check just... out. Juan has been hooking it up with the lower thirds. We've got, like, things coming in onto our video now that makes We're it We're like the BBC sound. or something. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to pick a non-political uh, like news channel, and I realized I couldn't come up with one, so I, w- I went international instead. Just to not offend? Right, like even though BBC is certainly not non-political, <laughs> right. right? It's not... We're like PBS. Yeah, or kind, something. Kind of. Anyway, we got Jim back. He's off of hiatus. He was on hiatus yeah, last week. So I'd week, like to see so. you try to break into this room today. Yeah, because we got Jim back, so... Feeling good about that today. We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, death, which is a good thing. Yeah, death is a good thing. I'm personally excited about it. Assuming, I'm excited assuming that it comes at you know like at a good time, which God's will. Which is God's will. Like if it happens today, I'm just not quite as excited about that. Like as if if I knew like oh it's gonna happen in another fifty years or something. Everybody wants you know? to get to heaven, but no one wants to go now. Right. Well, I got there's work yet to be done. Yeah. So for my, for my vocation, welcome. Uh, why don't we pour some of this? Some of this not whiskey, but it, oh yeah, it is a whiskey. It's, whiskey. it's an it's, it's an American, American whiskey. So this is what we're having today is um, Del Bach. It's a product of Arizona, Arizona, New Mexico. Those are like basically the same state to me. Um, we'll figure that. It out. It has a cactus on it. So. Yeah, I mean it's like come on, really? What's the difference, people? Um, I know one has better ski slopes. That's really the difference. But this is a single malt. Okay. So it's very similar to Stranahan's. It's a, an American whiskey that's uh, distilled in the Scottish style. Um, 
and it, the what they what these guys do that's really unique, which I really I've I, I tried this one. Um, they take the the barley and they smoke it. You know, over in Scotland they would burn peat to smoke and to dry the mm-hmm. the, the grain. Mm-hmm. Well, they use mesquite wood. To do that. Sounds delicious, because that would be like barbecue. Right, exactly. And so, um, anyway, I'm really excited to share it with, with all of you Because you've already today. had it. Yeah, so my brother-in-law got some. and Shout bro- out, Drew. Immediately brought it over to my house. And we tried it, and it was delicious. Okay. $59 bottle. Okay. So also very reasonably priced. So let's try it. Okay, we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Cheers. Cheers, Juan. Cheers, Jim. Okay, not as smoky as what I thought it was going to be on the nose. Just because mesquite, mes- like mesquite wood mm. is a very strong wood. It's a very harsh wood. Right. And so you would imagine... Yeah, it can, you can, oh, you can like overpower... It's, it, barbecue with yeah, mesquite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. You can over mesquite stuff. Right. So that's just kind of what I was expecting on the nose. Yeah. You're right. There's not as much on that. Mm-mm. But there's uh, hints of, uh, I get plum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, sweet honey. Opposed mm-hmm. to bitter honey, yeah, I guess. Yeah, opposed to the bitter honey. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. like bitter honey. I don't even know why they sell that at the store. Yeah, who does that? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. Definitely Very. some different some different flavors in there, huh? Yeah. So the 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 smokiness doesn't come until the very end, and it's yeah, it's it's. it's I, I think it's well balanced. I was expecting, I guess, just more of a harsh smoke. Right. Yeah. I mean, it comes in at the very end on the palate. It's very smooth. It has a nice, uh, like raisin, honey, a little bit of the uh, hay, and then at the mm-hmm. end you get uh, this smoky. But it's almost a, like a secondary smoke. Uh-huh. It doesn't like pow. Like it's not a pow. It's not pow. It's not pow right in the kisser. Mm-mm. It's a secondary smoke that ends with a, a little bit of the. Would you say? Like, a, would you say secondhand smoke? Ooh, maybe I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Anyway, why don't you read a little? Read I just that, I just really liked it. I'd, so I would like to revisit this just. a little It says bit. whiskey del Bach. This is the Dorado. The has the mesquite that they use the mesquite wood on their their original is unmesquited. Okay, it's a single malt whiskey uh, with the character of the American Southwest. It uses the Scottish model of whiskey making, and it's made from 100% barley that is malted and smoked over a velvet mesquite fire, mm. mashed, fermented, copper pot distilled, and aged and bottled on site. On the nose, it says uh, tobacco and chocolate, giving way to campfire embers, and finishing with sweet tannins and sweet toffee on the palate. I get the tannins for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the The wood definitely comes out at, uh, at on the finish. Yeah, I just appreciate it. It's a uh, people doing some taking with something is like, hey, here's the local flair. You yeah, know, and I that's something I like is like, oh, here's something that's local to us mm-hmm. and so let's put our fla- our flair on I, I a gotta, classic product like I got to be honest I'm a, I'm a little disappointed not because 
it's bad whiskey mm-hmm. because my expectations going in was thinking we're, uh, we're thinking barbecue. Like oh. I was like, I want to taste like this the the brisket bark, the mesquite yeah. wood. Mm-hmm. You know this. You know that smell of the smoke rolling out of the smoker. Like that was just kind of like what I had in my mind when you said mesquite wood. Yeah. And that that's not what it is. It's def- not that it's bad. It's, it's not. It's a good. It's yeah, a good whiskey. Th- it's definitely there. I mean, you can definitely. But it's just definitely not, taste it. It's just not as strong as is what I what you were expecting. It, yeah, imagining. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's good though. Yeah, I like it. What did your uh, What did the girls and baby Davy dress up for for Halloween? Um, the girls yesterday they were um, Laura and Mary Wilder Ingles, mm. I should say. Um, and Davey was the, um, Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Nice. That's very appropriate for him because yeah. that is a thick baby. He's, he's real chubby. It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we, and we have a costume for the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And so is all the kids have been it. Perfect. Um, Bernadette was not the best. No, no. So there's padding that comes with it. Oh, okay. Elizabeth and Davey have not needed the padding. <laughs> Bernadette definitely. It's like, do we have any more padding to put in this scarecrow baby? That we. <laughs> what was Bernadette? Uh, she was also a prairie girl. Okay. No, she right. Was Teresa, Teresa. Oh, she was Mother Teresa. That's right. Like, <laughs> is that right? What was she? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but then today they transformed into because we went to an All Saints party today, and so oh, uh, you had you know right costume Naturally. contest, and so they became um, the Fatima. Sis, Fatima girls, uh-huh. cousins. I think they're cousins. Well, there's, there's, th- there's. You have three girls, and there was two girls. And Bernadette was still Mother Teresa. Mm. Yeah. Hey, what baby about, Dave. Uh, he was nothing today. He was just Saint Dave. Yeah, he was just, just, just being. Yeah. What about you guys? So Luke was uh, Saint Miguel de la Mora, and that has mm-hmm. to only do with. Listen, guys, if you don't have glory, the glory stories, stories, I already like you say. Miguel de la Mora, it's like, yep, I, it's a glory I, know, stories. I know that glory story. Right. Which is great. Listen, my, I also love them. I do too. And my kids, so what, it is, what they are, they're stories about the saints. They're on CDs. I'm sure you can get it maybe a digital you get, copy. You can get MP3s. MP3s. Yeah. Okay. So just Google glory stories and, and check them out because yeah. my kids absolutely love glory stories. They will sit around a, a speaker and produced, listen. They're produced by Holy Heroes. Okay. Glory stories is like the, the line of this product of holy heroes okay and they listen to it and they tell the story about the saints and the kids love it and they learn a ton so about, do I. and so do i and so do i absolutely but they, they i can't tell you how many times they've listened to saint Teresa of lassu uh, uh uh saint miguel de la mora like yeah. they've listened to it all the time so anyway luke was saint miguel de la mora luke or jude was uh saint david because he had a slingshot and he really wanted to incorporate a slingshot nice so nice i dig was, it that was easy Anna was uh, St. Therese of Lisieux. Okay. And then Leo was uh, St. Peter. Sweet. With the keys to the heaven. Yeah. Keys to heaven. Which was a recycled costume that we used for Jude back in the day. Sure. But. I mean, of course. Right. Do, do younger they, kids they, get new costumes? They great. I mean, they, they look great. Like, they did awesome ha- trick-or-treating. My dad put uh, hay bales in, in his trailer and towed them around in, in the truck. To the each neighbor, like to each house, which Sweet. is awesome. So when we get back, we're gonna talk about uh, death. Hang in there with us. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. If you don't know where you are right now, you're listening to The Catholic Man Show. If you don't know where you are right now, you may have passed out from the manliness. We haven't given out, like, the warning in a while. But the show is about to, we're about to really kick it up a notch, so you should be warned if you're new to the show. Um, the Catholic Man Show involves high levels of manliness. If you or anyone in the listening radius is susceptible to high levels of manliness, please be warned. The show will be harmful, harmful to your health, and we don't care about complaints. If you have a complaint to send us, feel free. <laughs> you just send it right on over. It's david at stmichaelradio.com. That's right, and I am just too happy to delete it. It's just not, it's not even a problem for me. Right. I can do it. I am, look, let me tell you, if anyone knows how to delete an email, and peop, I'm telling you, people tell me, I'm the best. Probably, probably of anyone. Of anybody. Of anybody. Hmm. This segment of the show is brought to you by The Catholic Woodworker. Go to thecatholicwoodworker.com. Use the promo code TCMS, The Catholic Man Show, TCMS, to get 10% off all purchases. That includes uh, rosaries, home altars, crucifixes. We're about to launch the official rosary of The Catholic Man Show. 10% off all your purchases. He supports us. In hopes that you will support him, so go to thecatholicwoodworker.com. Mm-hmm. He makes good stuff, also. That's heirloom quality. It's also good. My my youngest kids have never broken a rosary that from him, and that's saying something because we've broken a lot of rosaries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, high quality. Uh, so today, that is good. Uh, we're not going to do a man gear. Every once in a while, I kind of like to switch up. And not have a man gear, but like a call to action or like some kind of action that men should take. Okay. That's what we're doing. And that's what we're doing this evening. Okay. The Vatican came out and extended the pl- plenary indulgence of uh-huh. November. Okay. For whole, for all souls. Uh-huh. And so I want to make sure that everybody is aware of this. Okay. And talk about it for just a few minutes and give a suggestion on how to implement this that my family has done that's been very successful, at least involving the kids yeah that it's been very fruitful for us so mm-hmm. that's what i want to talk about in this segment are you good with that david yeah i didn't even yeah, ask you i didn't even ask you well you told me that that's what we were doing oh i did i did tell you that yeah for once you told me that kind of thing because hey. normally i'm even better than what i thought i was normally this is the kind of thing that you wouldn't i would not tell yeah. you yeah so just to let you know on uh normally november 1st the vatican offers a plenary indulgence yeah for uh, for all of the people of the church, and they have expend, ex- extended it for all of November. Uh, there's two main ways to get indulgences in the month of November that mm-hmm. the church offers. Mm-hmm. The first mm-hmm. one is to visit a cemetery and to pray for the dead during the octave of All Saints Day, so the first to the eighth. But that's not usually. It's not usually all of November. The Right, it's normally just from normally like, the octave of All Saints Day on All Saints Day. Oh, the, for the for, for the octave. Oh, that's right. It's the whole octave. It's the whole, that's correct. Yeah, so it's, I the forgot first, about that. The first to the eighth. Uh-huh. Uh, the other way and, is, but you can only get one a day. So if you go to a cemetery every day, it's one. Yeah. It's, now, um, also refresh me because I I believe the um, plenary indulgence that is offered on All Souls Day cannot be applied to yourself. I I I'm, I'm not positive to be honest with you. Okay, well, I'm not either, but... I don't think that's... I, I think you're correct, but I'm not positive on that. Yeah, I, wa- I, I want to say that the All Saints plenary indulgence that you get for visiting a cemetery 
um, is only to be for applied the for people in the in purgatory or for like yeah another you can't apply it to yourself it needs to be for somebody else I think it has to be people in purgatory it, it, it might be I don't but I I'm just, not positive I just want to say we should look into that yeah people should do it uh, the second way that you, you can typically get one is by uh, those who piously visit a church or oratory on All Souls Day which would be if you're listening to this live would be t- tomorrow. Uh, and recite the Our Father and the Creed. So you could go to Mass. Yes, you can go to Mass. Which is also a great thing to do on All Souls Day. Sure. Uh, the, the decree also encourages priests, because I know we have priests that listen to our show, it also encourages priests to make the sacraments as widely as available as possible during November. So, and they talk okay. about the uh, sacraments of confession and the, and the Holy Eucharist uh, to make it as widely available as possible. And it, it mentions like not to mention just because of the COVID, but also just because of the uh, opportunity for the lady to receive graces through mm-hmm. through the month of November. Because if they part of the plenary indulgence is you also have to go to confession and receive the Eucharist within 20 days of intentionally trying to receive the indulgence. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but that's that's that is standard though. That's a standard practice. Yeah, but yeah. so if you have a lot of people, though, trying to... So let's to just get, briefly, let's talk about plenary indulgences real quick. Okay. So that we I don't want to talk about So that we can much. understand what the difference is, that we better understand what's been extended. So plenary indulgence is offered to the faithful who do commit uh, you know, an act of charity or... Would you like me to read this definition and then you can expand oh, is it, on it? You have a definition I have, there? I do. Okay, perfect. So, uh, not of, of uh, plenary indulgence, but indulgence in, in general, and then you can... Expound on this. Okay. So an indulgence is an extra sacramental remission of the temporal punishment due in God's justice to sin that has been forgiven, with remission, uh, which remission is granted by the church and the exercise of the power of the keys through the application of the superabundant merits of Christ and of the saints, and for some just and reasonable motive. Okay. So that's what an indulgence is. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you go to confession, uh, you're forgiven of your sins— you still, there's still a debt that there's needs a, to be paid. Right. And so uh, the remission of sins has been forgiven, but the, uh, the the temporal punishment has to still be accounted for. Classic example, you when you're a kid, you break the neighbor's window with the baseball. You go over and you apologize, and the neighbor says, I forgive you, and you are forgiven, but you still have to pay for the window. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now you can go into the plenary. So the plenary indulgence, you know, there's partial and plenary indulgences. A plenary indulgence is a complete indulgence of all temporal punishment due to sin. So if you receive one and you die at that moment, you will go straight to heaven. Um, now, there are conditions for receiving it. You have to um, receive communion, go to confession, and pray for, for the, the intentions, intentions of, the of the Holy Father, all within 20 days prior or 20 days post. post. So it's 40, you have a 40-day window. It's pretty good. It's, it's a pretty big window. It used to be seven, and I think in the year of mercy, it was extended to 20, and it was made a, a permanent extension. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, now, also to receive a plenary indulgence, you have to be completely detached from all sin. That's the kicker. And that, that's the hard one to do, right? Mm-hmm. But see, like, I also wonder, because I feel like in the moment when I'm doing it, at that moment, I say, yeah, I don't want anything to do with sin. I have no, I'm not, a, I'm not attached to it at all right now. Right. And so is it enough in the moment to be, det- you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'll find out. Someday. But I'll you'll at least at, at the minimum get a partial. Yes. Yeah. And uh, only God knows, like he applies, the church says that 
it is applied to you in as much as your piety or something uh, has how cl- like if you're eighty percent of the way there, you get an eighty percent indulgence. So by my math, you do two of them. <laughs> nice. You know, like you're pretty good. You're, you should be set, <laughs> right? But because um, personally, uh, I don't want to go to purgatory. I think that it really is terrible. I think purgatory is the. Wor- I mean, it's not the worst. Because obviously it's not as bad as hell, but people t- make jokes about. It. I'm just trying to get into purgatory, and I think I'm not. Right. That but, was not God's original p- plan. It's no, through His it, mercy. It's a, it is a mercy, and through His and, mercy, and praise God, it. praise God for purgatory. But I'm not trying to go there. I'm trying right. to get out of it. Right. And because it's much easier to pay for the sins here on earth than it is. That's what they say. Earth. That is so, Adam. That is what they, they say. So anyway, so let me tell you what has been extended now. Uh, both of the both of these indulgences have been expend. Ex- extended mm-hmm. for all of the month of november okay because there are certain special indulgences uh divine mercy is a special indulgence mm-hmm. uh for instance the uh detachment of all sin is not required to receive the plenary indulgence really yeah on divine mercy it's a divine mercy sunday like wow if you not if know you, this if you do it uh, do the stuff on divine mercy i think maybe you have to do you have to pray the novena i don't don't you look up what you have to do but the divine mercy is uh, like it's the weekend after Easter, the week Sunday after Easter, it's like the best. Right, everyone should do it. If you're not doing it, you're a fool. So here's what I here's what we do that we did last year that worked really well with my family, is that we went to a cemetery and we got out the rosary, and for each headstone, we prayed a hail mary, and then at you know so we prayed we didn't know who they are but. Y- y- you pray their name, right. you say their name out loud, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Finish the Hail Mary, go to the next headstone say, for for this person, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. And each headstone would be a, a transition of, of turn for each each person within the family. So yeah. each person gets to do it. And I found that like each, my kids were just very into this and trying to figure out, like, they wanted to know what the backstory was with, with these people. How old was this person? Mm-hmm. You know, where were they born? Did they have a dad? Did they have a mom? Like, that's what they're asking. Because sometimes on the headstones it says, no. it says this father. This guy didn't have a mom. You know, it mom. says, like, father, son, friend. Yeah. You know, it lists all these things that this person was. And mm-hmm. so when somebody didn't have that on their headstone, they were curious, well, why why does this person not have a father? You know, why is he not a father? Or, you know, anyway, so it was just, it was just really interesting because it made them, they wanted to pray for it. They actually finished the rosary and wanted to keep praying, which was the first time I think wow. we've ever finished a rosary, a family rosary together, and they wanted to keep going. Yeah. Uh, but it also, for me, every once in a while, I try, I try to get to a, a cemetery during my lunch break to pray my rosary. And you talk about, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but you talk about just bringing back your understanding of what is important in your life. Mm. That will, that was like, punch you right in the Memento face Mori, right there right and remembering your death because all these people and i love going to uh cemeteries that are full that no like no one else is being buried in them because no one's visiting those those cemeteries very much anymore so right, these right. these people don't have a chance to get prayed for as much yeah but uh totally. all, uh, said that one day when we get into heaven there'll be a, a ton of people come up and just hug us that we don't even know and he'll say that these are the people that we prayed for while here on earth yeah uh, that we had no idea that helped them get into heaven mm-hmm. so i strongly recommend that as a father and just as a man a catholic man in general to go do that this month totally we're going to continue this conversation on death we'll be right back do you feel like god is calling you to go on a pilgrimage 
Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great, the best hotels. You're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So. For more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Sipping on a little bit of Del Bach. Is that how you say it, Dave? Del Bach? Del Bach. American single malt. It's a very nice whiskey. I, we just got done talking about uh, the beautiful gift that the Vatican has given the lady uh, this month by extending the opportunity to have a plenary indulgence. Yeah, and here's another just quick prayer hack, or th- something that I think people should do more often, um, is I like to pray for everyone in my family back to Adam. My father's 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 father's, you know, uh, just yeah, my entire family tree, you know, so like... It's a good one because... That, that goes back a long way. It goes back a long way. And, you know, there's also something more efficacious. You know, like when a son prays for his father, there's just something more powerful than if you're praying for Joe Schmo. I mean, all prayers are heard. God hears all prayers, you know. But if, if a father praying for his son, obviously, is very potent. You know, that's just, there's more power in it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's more power. Yeah, I don't I know. There's, there's just something natural and it is right and just. I love that. So if you're when you're there at the cemetery, you, obviously you don't know where all of your, you know, family, or, or head, even if you have family members in there, your headstones, there, you know, like where they're buried or who they are at all. But you can still pray for them. Absolutely. So we're going to talk about uh, death today. I think that it's, it's going to be a interesting topic. It'll be good for the month of November yeah. as we pray for the the holy souls in purgatory. But I want to I want to start with Saint Joseph. Because one of the traditions that yeah. a lot of people aren't aware of is that he's the patron saint of a good death. Indeed. And that... Why is that, Adam? Why do you think, Dave? Well, I know why. Okay. He died in the arms of the, Jesus uh, and Mary. Mary. Yeah. Okay. Dang it. I was going to ask you. You can't stump a stumper. Yeah, well, you, can't, just, you can't triple triple stamp a double stamp. It's just a step for a stepper, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he, he's what the patron saint. Wait, what does that mean? Is that a good... Is that a, is that a compliment? Yes, it was. Okay. It was. Uh, so I will not be insulted here on this show. I will tell <laughs> I you I will that. not stand for that. <laughs> uh, so St. Joseph is uh, uh, the patron saint of praying for uh, praying for a good death. And this used to be a, a, a much more common thing, I, probably for like two to three generations of, ago. At least I was talking to my grandmother about this today, mm-hmm. which shout out to Mary Minahan. Her Happy birthday. 80, yeah, 82nd birthday yeah. uh, today. But, uh, and with a name like Mary. Mary is just yeah, great. perfect. So, I think yeah. everybody should have a Mary in their family, like, if, if you can. If you can you pull can. it off, you should. you should do it. And that's one of those names like, well, my best friend also has a daughter named Mary. Yeah, that doesn't matter. Not, yeah, with, not, with, not with that name. No. 
So, uh, praying for a happy death. What is a happy death? What What does that mean? So, it does not mean that you instantly are you don't have any suffering. Uh, that it's not going to be painful. That it's not going to be at a time that you're not excited about. That's no, not what that it means. Does, it doesn't mean any of that stuff. Uh, because Joseph, the the small tree, the small t tradition in this was that which you don't have to believe, but. The small t tradition. You're a hater if you don't believe it, though. Uh, is that Joseph died in the arms of Mary and Jesus. Jesus, mm-hmm. And so the idea is, is that Mary and Jesus like escorted him basically right. to the afterlife. Yeah, and Which is exactly what we pray for in the Hail Mary, basically, yeah. that she prays for us now and at the hour of our death, mm-hmm. so that she may be with us as we depart from this, this world to the next. Yeah. It's very awesome, yeah. Ahead, uh, I mean, sir. it's and obviously, like Jesus is the big one, you know. If, no doubt, if you're gonna die in somebody's arms, Mary's awesome, but only because she can take you to Jesus, right? You know, like, absolutely. Um, also, the uh, the fourth glorious mystery, the Assumption of Mary into heaven. The fruit of the mystery is grace of a happy death. Hmm. So that's you, really good. If you're looking for something to meditate on, you can meditate on her. Holy Assumption into Heaven. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, something I, I did want to, when I was studying for this episode, I, I wanted to bring this up. Now, this is from a book from uh, a, a mystic. It's, it's called The Mystical City of God by Venerable Mother Mary of Jesus of Agrita. And she did a full, mm. uh, a f- four-volume book, basically, of the history of the life of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. Now, again, this is... Is that the one who... All, did she also private, say a bunch of stuff about Joseph? Well, she did in this. I don't know I, because I think in the consecration to Saint Joseph book, he does. He does. He is, she's in there a lot. He's yeah, yeah. So this is again a private uh, apparition. So you don't have to believe it. But I, I found it fascinating, and there's a lot of things that were really cool about it. I just wanted to share with you because I didn't know about it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Obviously, go do the consecration to Saint Joseph by Father Donald Calloway. Too, yeah. Oh man, that. that was awesome. Yeah. So uh, nine days before. Before Joseph died, here's what she says: Nine days before Joseph died, which is really cool because it's like a nine-day novena. Yeah, uh, he was he was constantly in the company of the Blessed Virgin Mary and or Jesus for the whole nine days. For the whole nine days, okay. And Jesus had instructed the angels three times a day to furnish a celestial music, mixing in their hymns of praise with the benedictions of Saint Joseph three times a day for those nine days. Wow, which is. I mean that's that's epic in in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, also, the the house was. Could he hear it, or that's just what was happening I, I in know. heaven? I don't know. It didn't say. Seems whether or not like he that's could just what was happening or, in heaven, right? But what did happen uh, on like where he was was they it was filled up with a sweet fragrance and odors that comforted Saint Joseph, but also all the passerby by people who came hmm. came through. Hmm. It uh, th- they could even smell it. Yeah. So it gave Saint Joseph this comfort. Um, with this heavenly smell. You know, yeah. they, they say a lot of times the tears of Mary on statues and things like that smell yeah. of just beautiful, like an amazing rose that you, you can't even right. comprehend. Uh-huh. Um, so I could, I, could, I, could, I could definitely see A that. transcending smell. Sure. Yeah. I made that up. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, so one day before uh, St. Joseph died, he was inflamed with this divine love on account of all these blessings that our Lord had bestowed upon him, and he was wrapped in this ecstasy, which lasted for 24 hours, hmm. right right up into his death. Yeah. Uh, he asked the Blessed Mary to, to pray for him at the hour of his death and asked for any forgiveness for any of his shortcomings. 
uh, right before he died. Pretty short list. Now he uh, probably uh, yeah. for him. Yeah. But so and then he asked her for her prayers uh, that he w- that she would pray upon him. And because Mary, being the holy woman that she is, said, "Here, let me have Jesus pray for you," and brought Jesus in, and then she got on her knees and asked for his Saint Joseph's blessing on her mm-hmm. because he was the head of the house. Yeah. And so he did this, and his last words to the Blessed Virgin Mary were, Blessed art thou among women, and elect of all the creatures. Let angels and men praise thee. Let all the generations know, praise, and exalt thy dignity. And may uh, may in, in thee be known, adored, and exalted the name of the Most High through all the coming ages. May he be eternally praised for having created thee, so pleasing to his eye, and in the sight of all the blessed spirits. I hope to enjoy thy sight in heaven, in the heavenly fatherland. Epic. Like, if you were about to die and you were going to say the last thing to your wife. Yeah. That, that is pretty epic. So I know this is not our topic, but I just want to recommend a book. If, like, if this kind of thing interests you, you know, about an insight into, especially... People like uh, Blessed Agrita, who had these visions of Mary and Joseph. Venerable, I think. Venerable, yes. okay. Uh, the, the book is called The Life of Mary as Seen by the Mystics. And it just, there's uh, three or four mystics that received visions of Mary's life. Mm-hmm. And he compiles them and puts them into a narrative. Um, fascinating book. And it's like, the whole book, you don't have to believe. There's very little in there that you actually have to believe because it's just Mary's story, like as a little girl, mm-hmm. the stuff she was doing. But it's full of Mary, her absolute obedience to Joseph. I mean, it's a, an inspiring, uh, just, oh, if that is what you say. I mean, like, to her, his word was the word of the, was, could, might as well have been God's word. You know, uh, that if if he told it to her, then she was absolute going to do absolute it. obedience obviously because he was never going to ask her to sin which well right yeah, yeah exactly but it's just it was it's so beautiful so whether it's true or not the story is so be- it's worth reading just for the beauty of the story sweet yeah so one of the things that i i've heard from several priests one being father brian o'brien who's we're a big fan of his and uh is and I thought that was very interesting is that for the for nine days before his death, the Blessed Virgin Mary and our Lord Jesus Christ uh, was with him constantly. And one thing that I hear from priests constantly is that do not wait if you if one of your family members or loved ones is terminally ill or critically injured, you know, crit, like on death's door, doorsteps, if you will. Mm-hmm. Do not wait for to call a priest until like the last minute. If you if you think that they're about to die at any point in time, whether it be like in entering hospice or something like right. that, we call call a priest to, so that way they can make sure to get there. Yeah, because there's sometimes that the priest already has a funeral or you know the holy mass or something like that they that they're already scheduled to do. And by the time they get there, maybe it's too late. Maybe it's too late. It's not yeah. worth risking. It's yeah. not. It doesn't have to be the last hour of their death that they mm-hmm. receive this. Yeah, uh, the last rites. So make sure that you. You call in in much in advance as you can. We had this discussion on one episode, one time, just about what is a good death, or maybe we just were maybe we were just talking about it around the campfire or something. And I think a good death is one that you receive, like where you can receive the sacraments. If you can receive the apostolic blessing 
Okay, that's something that I do want to talk about, but I want to talk about it on the other side of the break because we're. About I'm just to saying, like, one. if you can do that, then whatever other the other circumstances are, it's a good death. It's a it's a it's a phenomenal death. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Everything else doesn't really matter because mm-hmm. you received the apostolic blessing. No doubt. Yes, I. I that's totally what agree. I want. Okay, so when we get I want that when we get back, I, I do want to ask you. You know, ideally, if you're on your deathbed, like, what would you like? What would you want? On, in your last minutes on, here on this earth, if you got to pick, yeah, uh, what would be the best thing that you could do? Okay. So when we get back, we're going to continue talking about uh, death and a happy death, because as Christians, we're we're just a ship being sailed to its final destination. Yes. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan, we're talking about dying. <laughs> you know, the minute you're born, you start dying. Yes. You die a little more every day. Every single day. One day you're closer to death. Yep. Young or old, rich or poor, there's nothing you can do to stop it. Nope. None of us get out of this alive. That's right. Okay, so uh, before the break, I wanted but to ask death you. death is not something to be feared. It is, death is grotesque because it was never part of God's plan. But it's not something to be feared. No, but because we have, we have, con- we have received victory over death. That now it's like, because of Jesus. We, we welcome it as, as a friend almost. There's a quote about that. I was just trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. But it's eloquent and sounds good. Basically what you're saying right now. Yeah, I mean, it's good. And yeah, stuff. Good. So right before, like, if you had to choose, you're you're an hour out okay. from from knowing that you're about you're about to pass. Yeah. What would wh- how what would that look like for you? What would you? And I, the reason why I ask is not not because I want to be morbid, but I think mm-hmm. that it's good for men to think about how like their final moments in life to again bring back to what are the important things in life. What okay. you know, like you know, uh. uh Nobel read his own obituary. It ended up being not being his. Right, and his he, brother died. His and, brother died. And he read, and the, the paper got it confused, and they read they, his obituary. Yeah. and he turned his life around, and that, that's what we call it the because Nobel Peace Prize. He was Price. The, he was the inventor of dynamite, and right? So this newspaper, which I think is very unjust, accused him of like the death of, of, of thousands of, of people right. because they had been accidentally killed by dynamite. But it anyway, is good yeah. to re- uh, to recollect. And so recollect. I have a list. Okay. Good. A, Let me hear it. I have a list because I may steal some of it. Um, this is just a list in general. If if it, like if I knew it was going to happen in the next hour, my things would be different. But if I could choose, I would want to um, die giving my life for somebody else. Like if I'm going to pick the way I'm going to die. Sure. Um, second is long term illness. Okay. Uh, because when you die, it's not really about you. It's about the the people who are like le- you're leaving behind. You're not going to grieve your death when you're dead. Right. right. Um, you know, you might be suffering in purgatory, but you know, you're, you're moving forward. There, the thing about the suffering in purgatory is that it's always sweetened by the knowledge of victory is that, you know, there is no doubt that victory heaven will be yours, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, long-term illness, just so I could prepare my wife, prepare, prepare my children for my death, give them some time to embrace it you know sure. um to kind of deal with it when i was still there 
Um, but if I knew I was going to die like in the next hour, I would stop recording this episode and um, go wake up my kids. Well, I'm talking about hypothetical, like that. not that we're like right now. Oh yeah, I'm just so, talking yeah, about like that's that's my list. I want to, if I can, die mm-hmm. as a martyr, mm-hmm. um, or just like giving my life for somebody else. Maybe I don't I don't know if that would necessarily be martyrdom. If I could be a martyr, that would be cool, sort of. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Depends on what they do to me. <laughs> like uh, if it's uh, in the line of St. Bartholomew, it's like, golly, mm, that is tough. Really, Jesus? Yeah. I mean, I think that it would be really awesome. So I had the opportunity, you know, when you experience death for the first time close up. Someone like close to you, is that what you mean? Close to you, yeah. And you experience like this person is dying. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's changing. It's life changing, right? Yeah. And I, I remember when, when my grandfather passed away. And I was, he was in his own, he was in his home. He had uh, people praying the, ro- his family praying the rosary for him. Mm-hmm. He had his wife by his side praying for him. I remember looking at, like, looking at him and he was very at peace. Uh-huh. Uh, he was still there. Like, he knew, like, this is, this is the moment that he, you know, he's worked his whole life for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But to me, as a, as a dad, I think the consolation of knowing that, my family members were there praying for me would give me such a sense of peace, not be not necessarily just for my own sake, but knowing that I have, I have passed on the faith to my kids Mm -hmm. that I, I have, I have done what the Lord has called me to do. If they're praying for me, if they're praying the rosary, if they're, you know, like showing their faith towards me, then that would give me so much consolation and knowing that they're going to, you know, they'll be just fine as I, you know, as I move on, uh, because I have done what I was called to do. I have given them the faith. Mm-hmm. I have passed on this faith. Yeah. I remember when my grandfather passed away, right before he passed away, you know, I said, I said something like, you know, tell, tell our, our, our mother that I love her. And he grabbed my hand and, and gripped it and smiled. And like, mm-hmm. he acknowledged, like he acknowledged this. And I just remember thinking like, this is how I would want to go. This is how I would want to die. And around my family, around all my loved ones, knowing that they're praying for me, knowing that I have given, like, I've done what I was supposed to do, mm-hmm. passing on the faith. And I just found it so surreal that my grandfather, carrying, you know, he, I have his name, is dying, and I have my young kids who are running around that room playing in the, like, at the same moment. Mm-hmm. And how just cyclical... The Christian life is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's something that... So, my dad's mom died this year. Um, and that was just... It was... A, a lot of people these days are afraid of death. Um, and there's, I think, a natural reaction. We, we took our kids, you know, mm-hmm. to go see her. And we told them, you know, she's dying. This will be the last time we ever see we ever see her. And I think a lot of people would be afraid to do that with their kids. Oh, no, keep them away. Don't tell them. You know, uh, you know, as if like you're protecting them from something. Um, I th- it's just so beautiful. The I think the Catholic view on death, on death, yeah, and just the way that we do funerals. You know, funerals these days. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like what funerals are becoming. They're not. They're not somber at all. It's just a. It's like a celebration of of their life, mm-hmm. and the. 
there are things to celebrate about a person's life. I'm not saying that that's... But we should be praying for their soul. But yeah, ultimately, the point of the funeral is to help people grieve. You know, open caskets almost never happen anymore. Mm-hmm. There, There is a, a good reason why people do, why open caskets, wakes, never happen. I mean, people... Can I say... Do people remember- seeing the body, that's... It's it's helpful for for them, sure. and it makes them realize this that he's dead. We should pray for him. One of the other things that I want to do is that when Deacon John Donnelly passed away from our parish, uh-huh. he asked that his the last twenty four hours before he was buried, he be in front of the blessed his body be uh, uh, in front of the blessed sacrament mm-hmm. in adoration, so yeah. that his body can reverence our Lord, even though his soul isn't there. And yeah. I thought that was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's something that I would definitely want. I would, yeah, I would, I would ask good. for if if that would be appropriate like to ask for. Death hack? Yeah, I don't know, but it was so when I when I heard that I was like that is just beautiful. Like even yeah. when my soul isn't here, I want my body to be praising the Lord. Mm-hmm. Which is just epic. So I want to I want to do a couple things. There's something in prayer that uh this week that hit me that I want to like, make sure that uh I talk about cuz okay. I think I think that this is something that needs to be said. I was talking about uh, we were talking about death, and there was a couple quotes that came up, and I want to read them to you. They're short, but um, I think they're potent. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas said, For those who are saved are in the minority. Mm. Uh, St. Louis de Montfort said, The number of the elect is so small, so small, that were we to know how small it is, we would faint away with grief. Hmm. St. Anthony Mary Claret said, The magnitude of souls fall into the depths of hell, and is the fa- it is of the faith that those who die in mortal sin are condemned forever and ever. For as their lives have been, so also will their end. Yeah. Now, I say all three of those. Those are not uplifting quotes, right? But these are quotes from the saints, uh, and I think they're very important to think about. Uh, and I share them with you not to lead you into despair, I'm not interested in, in hopelessness and despair because that's not, as a Christian, we're not called to uh, give up hope ever. Right. Um, but to emphasize that the gospel, uh, that in the gospel, Jesus is not messing around about our salvation. He makes it very clear. Mm-hmm. And that our salvation is very serious. Uh, he, it's so serious that he died for us. Yeah, it's the most important thing. Right. And uh, if we're hard, our salvation is why we were made. Why we were made. We weren't made for anything else except to be with God. Right. And if we're harboring some uh, kind of mortal sin in our in our lives right now, maybe it's a habit of a mortal sin uh, that you're just not ready to give up yet, or that you are just so attached to. It is time to ask for the intercession of Saint Saint Joseph and our Blessed Virgin Mary to have to give us the fortitude and uh, the humility to go to confession. Yeah. And uh, I, I say this, you know, I say this to you as a guy who constantly misses the mark myself. But men, I ask you and I beg you and I plead for you to go to confession and discuss this with a priest. Uh, if you're harboring sin in your, especially mortal sin in your life, uh, we can't wait any longer. This isn't something that you mm-hmm. you can't say. Well, I'll try to figure this out later on in my life. Right. Uh, because Jesus said, He says uh, that if we live in sins, we will die in our sins. Yeah. I mean that that is from what that is what our you know our Lord said. So uh, it is time to make changes changes in, in our lives, especially mm-hmm. right now. Uh, it's time you know to, to to show the example and be a leader in your family. Uh, there's so many graces that I think that our Lord is wanting to give to us and to our family, but we our own will have have rejected it. Yeah, 
And I think that it that we have to set the example in our family and and, and go to confession and offer up all of the all of these these sins um, to our Lord, who is just waiting for us. He has an ocean of mercy for us. Uh, he's begging for us to reunite ourselves with Him. Right. And all we have to do is 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 you know cooperate with these graces. And so, you know, do you know? I'm not saying despair. I'm not saying to to lose hope. Um, our Lord holds every, uh, nothing over our heads. He has an ocean of mercy. Uh, he even says in the Gospels, you know, do not be afraid, little flock, for the Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. Yeah, he told St. Faustina, the greater the sinner, the greater the right they have to my mercy. Yeah. So, go to confession, man. That's how you get it. You go to confession. So, uh, anyway, this is a delicious whiskey. Indeed. Go pray for the holy souls. When the Lord's All team. month, the winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Yeah, a lot of people, I think, are counting on a deathbed conversion. And that's just not, that's not something that we... It's uh, not a good strategy. It's not. It's not something that's guaranteed to us. No, and it might be sufficient. Like, you might, you might, it might work, you know, and it... And praise God, and it's only because of a mercy that... It, yeah, it would, it might be sufficient, but the thing is, it's only then, only in that moment do you realize um, the curse you've laid upon your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just everything that you missed out on by not converting sooner. There's something that I... Uh, and because oh, yeah, because your ahead. children will look at you as a hypocrite. Right. You li- Oh, yeah, yeah, you lived... You didn't care about Jesus, and then right when you died, all of a sudden you, you found, you know, like... Yeah, he, Jesus really meant a lot to you, Dad. I'm so glad you, you found religion for the last 10 minutes. You coward. Right. You know, like, that's kind of... I think if for children who have been raised a certain way, who, whose hearts have not been softened by the gospel, that's how it could easily be interpreted. Right. And so I think that's important for, for men to be praying for their wife, praying for their, their mm-hmm. children, uh, even if they've fallen away, to be making sure to pray for them. Yeah. Because God can... But, but let me tell you something. Like, I thought about this. Like, I was in prayer. Some of that stuff hit me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to talk about this today. You and I both, you know, we've said this before on the show. A lot of times we don't know what we're going to talk about until a couple of days before. Yeah. We're, uh, we try to... Or almost always. Or almost always. Yeah. We we take most of the stuff that we are... Uh, most of the stuff in prayer and, mm-hmm. you know, what, what we're filled to, to talk about, we do. And I, I remember thinking in prayer, I had that mentality in college. I had the mentality of, I will figure this out someday. Mm-hmm. I was steeped in mortal sin from head to toe. Sure. I was almost, you go down the the uh, Ten Commandments, and man, check every single one of them off for me, basically. Yeah. Uh, but I just remember thinking, I'll figure it out someday. But like you said, every day that you're alive, you're dying. Mm-hmm. And we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And uh, how tragic that would have been had I had I died then and just rejected God's grace and mercies that he'd given given yeah. wanted to give me right and with the reckless lifestyle that you yeah, and I, I was you living, and I both lived like that could have happened that was that's a very real we possibility had, we had buddies who died in college right i had a i had a, a good friend paul heron please pray for him if you can uh, if you think about it this month mm-hmm. uh, who passed away in college and he was i lived with him for a while mm mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, I like it was just it was just very important, like in my heart, to to push that. 
hell is very real, that um, right. there, there are a lot of good people, quote unquote, good people who go to hell mm-hmm. because they try to push off. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys and including myself, I've done this many, many of times of, I'm, you know, I, I try to be a church guy over here. 90, 90% of me is, is a, is a faithful Catholic. And then that 10% is the sins that I want to commit. Right. I, I, I saved this. This, this is for me. This is my special spot. And this is not this is not what God has called us. I mean, God has given he gave the example of giving completely 100% of himself to us mm-hmm. so that we may do the same. Yeah. And so if there's men out there right now listening who is steeped in mortal sin, do not despair. Uh, do not lose hope. Go to confession tomorrow. Go go, see, go to, tomorrow or today, if depend if you're listening to this in the morning, go today. Go today. And uh Talk to your priest about it yeah. because we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We don't know what what tomorrow brings, and uh, we're going to be accounted for everything that we do. Every hour that we're here, every mm-hmm. minute that we're here, we're going to be accounted for. And I, 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 sh- I like shudder at the thing, like shiver at the things that I'm going to be exposed to at at my judgment of yeah. things that I failed to do. I think that a lot of the things that I was aware, like things that I had done will be very apparent. It's like, yep, I remember this. Yep, I remember doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the things that I failed to do because of the the blindness of sin, because of pride, because of wanting to do my own thing instead of what God is wanting me to do. Because laziness. I was tired. Yeah. It was apathy. It was yeah. uh, not you know not willing to 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 do the arduous, mm-hmm. uh, to be being effeminate. Yeah. Um, that will be haunting. Yeah. And I think as, as Catholic men, there's, there's guys out there to say like, guys, you, man, you should must be busy. And it's like, yes, you're right. I am busy. I only have so much, so much time in this world. I have to be busy. Yeah. I don't think you shouldn't like, I, if you're not, if you're looking at yourself and saying like, oh, I have so much, I have free time. Like I don't ch- change it. Well, change nobody that. ever thinks they have free time. The busier you get, you know what the I mean? more you realize like, that you weren't busy before. Yeah, exactly. I remember graduating from college and like looking at my calendar thinking, I have something every day this week. Right. And thinking, I was so busy. But I only had one thing every day. Mm-hmm. To, you know, that was it. Right. I mean, I had hours of free time, but I just thought I was so busy. And now, you know, we have four kids. And, right. <laughs> and I think, right. now I think, I am so busy. Mm-hmm. And... You know, in another um, four years, when we have six more kids, um, I'm going to think, I remember when we had four, and I thought it was so busy. Busy. Yeah. But another good book on this subject is a book um, that, Adam, I know you've read. It's called Struck by Lightning. Man, that that was actually the first book that I... Powerful book. It's very short, also. Mm -hmm. Um, Juan, do you remember the the woman's name? She's from Colombia. Paula something. Pamela. Paula. 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 Paola. It's Paula. So anyway, but she dies, goes to heaven, gets judged, sentenced to hell. And as her whole body is like in like she said, like a portal opened there and it was like falling through it. And as she did, she said, I'm Catholic. And Saint Michael grabbed her foot. Her whole body was in hell except for her foot. And he held her there for a while. Anyway, she came back. All these documented miracles are in the book. The reversion, like that book played a huge uh, uh, part in my reversion. It's not a spoiler. Dave, you and I were living, you you already know this, but 
you and I were living together uh, me? after college. And uh, wait, we did. You and you and I. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we did. And uh, we were like just like putting our our, our, our toe in the water of, yeah. of coming back to the to the faith, right? And I w- I remember I was going back to work after we were pr- we prayed the rosary at the Garden of Hope, mm-hmm. and I stopped by the cat the local Catholic gift and bookstore. I had no reason. I had no idea why I did. I had no desire to read it. Like at that time, I was not reading books. I had no desire of books. Books. I don't have time for books. I don't, I don't trust people who read. Right. What are you these, doing? These what, are, books. what are you doing to those books? Lib- libres. Is that ri- lib- libros? Libros. I was close. Freely. Um, and truly, and uh, I, I walk in there, and Betty Sabbath was there, mm-hmm. and I, I said, you know what? I have no idea why I'm here. I just felt compelled to, to be here came to see you betty yeah and she goes i have a book for you which is so typical of betty if you know betty sabbath you know that's very she typical of her say that at any time yes and she she takes this struck by lightning book and says you need to read this it's small it's thin and like luckily it was because if she would have given me this big 300 400 page book i wouldn't have read it <laughs> yeah but it's I still wouldn't you know 100 something pages maybe 120 130 pages something like that yeah and um, I read it, and it was... And a lot of it is like the documentation in the back of her... Of, of, all, of, of all the miracles that happened to her. Right? I read it, and it completely changed the trajectory of my life. One of the things that she says in this book, that apparently Jesus told her, is that at your death, at everyone's death, Jesus appears to them three times, inviting them, like, this is, this is your last moment to, to change and repent. And she said it happened to her. She got struck by lightning. She's like wheeling in the hospital. And she was too worried about uh, the nurses stealing her jewelry when she died. And was like, you know, in the book, she makes it seem like for her, it wasn't unusual that Jesus was there talking to her. Well, the problem is, is like sin blinds you, right? So Right, exactly. And so she ignored Jesus. Right, because I've been like, 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 Encaptivated by this sin, like, and you don't realize you're captivated by this sin until. Yeah. And I know you think like, well, if Jesus ever showed up to me, I would ignore him. But a, he's going to do it in a way that isn't. It's not weird that he's here, right? You know, and it, and if you ignore, if you have the habit of ignoring him now, mm-hmm. you will do it then. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you pray every day? Do you take time out of your day every day to pray? To pray, right? Um. So if you're not doing that, then you probably Listen, will ignore him. We have to be men of prayer, especially right yeah. now, um, be, with totally. the way that the world is turning, the way things are heading. Um, the The responsibility of men, I, you're, 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 as a man, you are a father in some aspect. Yeah. Um, whether it be a biological father, whether it be a priesthood. Whether it be uh, you know other other people who look up to you as a fatherly figure, you are a father in some aspect, mm-hmm. um, and we will be accounted for to for things that we haven't done. And I just think, man, right now there are a lot of opportunities that the Lord wants so for many us, opportunities for us to uh, have you know so many graces that our Lord wants to bestow upon us, mm-hmm. and if we don't take this opportunity, we will. This, this, that will be a moment in our life, life when we look back and say, "This is something that I failed to do." Yeah. So, 
hell is real. Uh, there are people in hell. Uh, and the Bible makes it very clear that that road is wide. And the path to salvation is narrow. And so that means that we need to uh, strive to live holy, sacramental lives. If you're a priest listening, uh, renew yourself in the love of the Eucharist. Renew yourself in the love that the the ministerial priesthood that you, you've been called to live. If you're a father, uh, you better get your life right. You better get your, your soul right for your wife's sake, for your children's sake. Live a sacramental life. And if you're a single person either looking for marriage or uh, just a single, single lady, um, we need you. We need you. There are people looking up to you. Uh, CourageRC.org is a great uh, website if you are uh, experiencing SSA. We need holy, chaste men. And that is, that is not something that's going to be easy. That's not an easy ask, that's not easy ask but the, the call to Christianity is not an easy, is not easy uh, life. It's not, it's not supposed to be. There's a cross. It's heavy. And you have to pick it up every day. Yeah. One thing, like in that analogy, I ponder sometimes is like God, Jesus said to carry his cross. But I also, I, I think though that when you get to Calvary, he, he gets on it for you. I think you carry it, but he is the one who will be crucified on it. Like, because he already paid the debt for your cross. I mean, it's like an analogy. Right. Don't think about it. it you know, don't take it too far. Right. But I think that that's, that's what he does in that analogy. One of the saints, uh, our mother told them, like, I can't guarantee you a happy life in this life, mm-hmm. but I can guarantee you a happy life in the next I think it was Bernadette. Was it Bernadette? I think it was too, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that is that is all I really have. Um, I think that it was beautiful that Deacon John Donnelly asked that his soul be in front his, of the... His ex- body. His body. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, his body be I I, I would of, also like my soul to be in... No doubt. Uh, final request, I'd like to go straight to heaven. No doubt. I'm putting that in my will. I would like to go straight to heaven. I'd like to go straight there. I don't know how well it's going to hold up, but you can't I'm you can't get you know what? You can't get for what you don't ask. I'm counting on our lady opening up the back door for me. So. The side door. Because you know that's what she does. She's a side door kind of gal. Mm-hmm. She helps out a lot. Yeah. So renew your vigor for the love of uh, our blessed Virgin Mary and for Saint Joseph who is And go to the a, cemetery. Go to the cemetery this especially tomorrow. But all all month. That's all month. great. All month. Are you gonna get? Are you gonna get thirty plenary indulgences? No, but I will. I will do my best. Why? You, why aren't you gonna get thirty? I just know that I will not. You there's could. No, there's no sense in me lying to you. Yeah, don't lie. You should just do it. You should. Yeah. You should commit to it right now, Adam. I'm not going to take your own advice right here in front of. I will definitely be visiting the cemetery multiple times this month. In front of all 14 people who are watching right now. In the end of the month, who goes more? No, this is not a competition because if it was, I would win. But um, you would not win. I would definitely win. Jim would win. Jim would not. Well, Jim's retired. He's retired. So actually, he has no excuse for not going every single day. Do you go every day now? He probably does. I'll bet he goes every day. He probably already. does. Him and Kathy. Anyway, uh, love you guys. Be a saint.
It is St. Bernadette. 